Yeah, g'day Titans fans and welcome back to the Gold Coast Titans Frontline Podcast. My name is Dane from Clarkie's Rugby League column and I'm joined every week by my co-host Blaze from BKR Sport. Blaze, what's good my man? Man, I it's just look, it's it's time to start talking about footy. That's what it is, you know. Obviously, the preseason for the boys has been going on since you know late November, like November area. But for us, the preseason starts in a couple of weeks' time. Um, you know, we're starting to to get to that that point now where it's it's really getting exciting. You know, we're doing all these uh, positional team makers on my channel uh, that really gets me back into the mindset of it. And uh, obviously, we're we're starting to hear the news that uh, kind of what we spoke about last week has been confirmed. Um, by by the club and Desi Hasler. So, uh, yeah, exciting times, man, and just ready to rock and roll. Yeah, man, it's that time of the year where, you know, we're making all the predictions as content creators. It's a ton of fun. Uh, and we suck at them all. Me. And every, every single prediction, we all suck at. We, we, Mate, we, I, uh, my worst one of all time came last year. I said Sean Johnson. Now, I never do negative takes, but I just felt strongly <laughs> about this one. I said, unfortunately, SJ will finish the career, his career in reserve grade. I thought new coaches. Yeah, yeah, come that in that's a pretty and, uh, mental yeah. thing to say, especially with Warriors fans as well. I know, I know yeah. firsthand very well what Warriors fans can be like, and they are they they they're not actually that massive of a fan base until they're going well. You know, they they do really pick up their fan base when they're going well, but man, when they when they get a little bit of uh, this guy doesn't like our team, they will just absolutely hound you like an absolute tidal wave, man. So. Um, yeah, that was a that was a pretty rough one. But in the same sense, I said the same thing. I think well, I didn't say that to that, that extent. I said that it could be his last year, last year. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, uh, predictions are the just that they're just predictions, um, and they're very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. Yeah, exactly right. A lot of analysts already having us in the bottom four. We said last week yeah, we completely disagree. Um, Desi Hasler did an interview in the newspaper today. What line I particularly loved, he basically, they said, like, what's the deal there? How are you managing it? And he said, look, it's about raising everyone's capabilities, not just players, staff, everyone involved in the club. And he basically, he didn't basically, he actually said, and if you don't want to buy in, you can get effed. And the newspaper actually had that word. That's Desi, man. Awesome. That is, uh, yeah, man. that's a Desi special right there. Yeah, I, I thought, oh, yeah. I, I loved that interview because, well, the way that he was talking, because, you know, the guys that he's talking to are, Kind of journalists that have been known to always stick the boot in to us all the time, um, like uh, Bedell and Maine and whatnot. So I'm yep. very happy that uh, that we've got Desi there that doesn't have to... He wasn't disrespectful for the most part. Like, he wasn't disrespectful, but he was very stern with kind of where this team is at and what direction he's taking this team, which is very, very good. We've never really had that. Yeah, Peter Bedell for the Korea Mail has never liked us. He is so pro Broncos, oh. and I, I think it's fairly obvious. Like fifty percent of the Broncos is owned by News Corp, so they mm. stand to benefit positive promotion of that club. And um, if, if they're more successful than the Titans, they're a bigger brand. They all make money more collectively. But I remember I was at a uh, boxing event, and um, I got asked to move to the media section. Um, it was with no limit. They were awesome. They because the media section is right at the front. So I was with my dad and my brother, and there was a guy next to me typing on the laptop. And I didn't, like, fully see his face yet. So I just said, oh, g'day, mate. My name's Dane. Where do you work? And the way he said Peter Bedell, mate, career male, is like he was immediately oh. talking down to me. Mm. And as a Titans fan, I was like, I know how you're talking down to me right now because you've done it about my club for so long. You've done it forever. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the two that just con- t- con- consistently and continuously absolutely derail any kind of positivity that we could bring up at any moment. Yeah, and I'm not taking shots at him personally. I mean, I guess it's his job, but he works for News Corp, which own the Broncos mostly. It was weird when we did that Titans documentary, we included him and his views. I thought we could have got a, a um, journalist from the Gold Coast Bulletin at least. Mm. Um, but 
class. Um, some positive news is the wraps that we're getting right now out of Keanu Kinney this preseason. And I did a predicted breakout player for each team. Of course, he was my pick for ours. And I said, everyone's so focused on Jaden Campbell and uh, and AJ Brimson. I said, do not forget Keanu Kinney. This is a guy that the Kiwis, who won the Pacific Championship, had him involved in their squad. Um, mm. CNK is awesome, and he's a great fullback. But I think in a few years, man, Keanu Kinney will be nipping at the heels. And other podcasts that I watch aren't pronouncing his name properly. So he's still relatively unknown to the larger NRL community. But, man, Keanu Kinney is an absolute gun. I think he's going to win that 14 jersey. My question to you, how do we keep him, Jaden, and Brimson long-term? Like, do you, honestly, like, in your heart, do you feel it is possible we can keep three elite fullbacks with a salary cap in the NRL? Or do you think, unfortunately, we might have to let one go down the track? Well, I just think it's very, very good and positive that we're able to produce these electrifying fullbacks as consistently as we have, you know, recently. And it really is good because we've got them all at the same time. But with that being said, we're doing something right here on the coast. Um, you know, yeah, I, I love Cameron Kinney. You know, I've been backing him in since before he was even known by... Dude, you told me about him before I even knew who he was. Mm, yeah, 100%. Yeah, this was back, you know, early, early. But he's, mm. he's always been a, a real up-and-coming talent that has never really kind of got the raps that he deserves. And now he is finally actually getting the official raps from pretty much everybody. It does annoy me when they obviously spell his last name as Kimmy, K-I-M-I, on yeah. you know, Fox League and whatnot, which it always drives my gears. But I feel... I'm not taking a shot at Fox League, but I feel like they do that deliberately for comments. I feel like they deliberately mess things up because it's too consistent for mine. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, Keanu is... Is such an electric talent. We're, uh, I've actually got him on. Um, be chatting to him in a couple of weeks' time on BKR Sport, which obviously you guys will be able to hear over here on uh, the podcast as well. But look, the three of them is it's it's a tough situation. Uh, we spoke about it in depth last week. Jaden Campbell is more than likely going to be the fullback. But with that being said, people forget that he's injured right now. He's still coming back from an injury that he, he had in 2023 uh, towards the back end. I think it was in the Warriors game. What was the game after that? I'm not too sure. Um, but he is still coming back from that injury. So uh, it depends. Keanu might get a chance to be the round one fullback. He may get the chance dependent on if Jaden Campbell is fit and healthy to go. Uh, but I do think that obviously JC is the guy um, that they, they they want to go in with the start in 2024. Obviously, AJ is in the centers. He may move into the 5-8 when Kieran Foran retires. Um, and Keanu Kenny is, is really just a fullback. So that's why I said last week, like, although... I would love to keep all three of these guys. If you put them into the 14, there's no real diversity there in the, in the in, I guess, in the, you know, backs besides being a fullback. We haven't really seen him play wing or center or the only thing we've seen him play a little bit of hooker. So overall, um, I don't know. It's it's tough, but I don't think, I don't think either, any all these three guys would want to leave. AJ is in no interest. He is a Gold Coast boy through and through. JC wants to, Obviously, be the one club player. He said it many times, and I know Keanu, and I know Keanu is very patient. So um, it's a big question. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I think the, the three of them will stay as long as, you know, they're getting minutes. Yeah, it's probably a tough question to ask you, to be honest. It, it, I wouldn't feel comfortable answering it myself, so I'm sorry I put you under the pump there. No, you know um, what? You answer the question. No, 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 no. I'm going to throw this back on you now, sir. <laughs> Do you think that we can uh, keep all three of them? If I'm absolutely honest, in my heart, no, I really want to, but I think it'll get to a stage where like Tyrell Sloan's not performing at the Dragons or something and, and Shane Flanagan says, hey, Titans, we're going to send um, someone your way that you need. We want Kenny for 600K. 
And then we have to go realistically with a salary cap. We love Kinney. We don't want to lose him. I'm just using Kinney as the example. Sorry, it could be either three. And realistically, with a salary cap and, and a business, we might have to make that tough decision. But that's down the road. We don't have to worry about that, thankfully. We've got three absolute guns for 2024. Mm. Um, Kieran Foran had this to say on AJ Brimson, and we do want to give uh, him a massive rap on this podcast. And actually, let's get into that right now. The rap we want to give AJ Brimson is so massive because pound for pound, fullback for fullback skill, he is our best fullback. Mm. Sorry, JC. Sorry, Kenny, you guys have better attack than Brimson, fair enough. But Brimson's defense, his communication out the back is the reason he's played for the Maroons at fullback on multiple occasions and consistently been up around that top 10 mark of fullbacks in the league. The selflessness he has shown, man, to say, like, I could easily say to Des Hazard right now, I don't want to play center. I'm a fullback. It's my position. It's what I want to play. But not only that, bro, when Michael Gordon was at the club, he was selfless then and, and moved into 5 8 and, and came off the bench and mixed it around there. The selflessness and the commitment AJ Brimson has always shown to our club is the reason he's one of the big reasons why he's one of my favorite players. I absolutely love this bloke, and it's probably a good time to let people know I will be in the front line round one for his 100th NRL game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be so proud and just so happy to be there. We absolutely love you, AJ. A massive rap from me. And just your thoughts on the selflessness that Brimo's shown here. Yeah, Brimo, I, I watched the uh, podcast interview with him and, and Keegan um, Hipgrave, who used to play for, obviously, the Titans. Um, he has his own podcast now. Uh, and I watched that. And, and AJ is just... And I've known AJ since the very... There's a photo that I posted last year um, of his first debut game. And then we took a photo at the end of last year as well. So, you know, I've really been around since... We've all, we've all been around it, but, I, like, I've known him. Um, since back then, so we kind of see him as the the, the baby of the club, but he's obviously grown into this uh, this man now that yeah. is um, yeah, and, and this leader. He has been our captain when Tino is not there or when Kieran's not there. Um, he has been our captain, and he has just really evolutionized within this club. And he has been extremely selfless, as you said. Um, he is able to. He obviously wants to play fullback, guys. Like it's not rocket science. Like he obviously wants to play fullback, but he is at the end of the day very willing. Uh, to mix and match around the team, to just be a part of the team and to, to make the team the best it possibly can be because he is a Gold Coast boy through and through. He wants the Gold Coast to succeed. We talk about it all the time. You know, whenever I see him, um, there's always, you know, he, he's always been team first. And uh, I do think that the older that he has gotten, though, I do think that um, he has understood a lot more, which is obviously what you're going to get. He has started to understand the game a lot more. And look, although he's in the centers and he doesn't have the ball as much as, as you know he would necessarily like, the fact of the matter is, is that he's going to be dangerous because, look, look at Latrell Mitchell, for example, right? Very different kind of body structures. But look at Latrell Mitchell. When he goes from into the fullback, he, look, he's, he's decent, he's fine. Uh, but when he goes into the centers, he's absolutely unbelievable. I, I'd say he's the best center in the game. So he was those, the best in the world, yeah. Yeah, he's the best in the world. So the point of the matter is, is that people... A concern. I don't know. I don't know where the concern comes from. It's not like it's a completely different position. It's just rather than being at the back, it's just kind of on the edge kind of deal. And then he's got Phil Sami on his wing as well. So the point of the matter is, is that I don't get why people don't. Some people don't believe that AJ can be a great center when I, you see that many players. Tom Trebojevic, Latrell Mitchell, everyone, all of them, the fullbacks that go into the centers are unbelievable. They play for New South Wales. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing AJ there. Very selfish player. And, uh, and yeah, good to see Kieran Foran give him the raps that he deserves. And two points on that. I mean, you look at Tom Trevojevic when he plays for the Blues. 
he didn't play as a traditional centre. He was roaming the field. He was always dangerous, and he was given that licence to move around. A fullback, yeah. also coached by Des Hazler. But I also look at Des Hazler and the variety of centres he's had over the years. Someone like Moses Suli played a completely different role in the centres to someone like Jamie Lyon. Des Hazler is able to really mould a game plan about what his side needs and, most importantly, what can that player bring to the side? And he knows what AJ brings. He's not silly. He knows he's an elite fullback, and those sort of skill sets can absolutely transfer into how we use him as a centre. So instead of looking this as, uh, you know, traditionally, oh, we've got a fullback and we've got a centre, the Titans might even be looking at this, hey, man, we've got two fullbacks out there. Yeah, Jaden's going to be the one traditionally out the back catching the bombs on last tackle, telling the defense where to go. But we're going to use Brimo in attack just like we would a second fullback. I think that's really exciting. And our most experienced player, Kieran Foran, had this to say. He'll be an opposition center's nightmare. He just will. He's going to be a huge strike weapon for us there. He's so electric. And in that position, you were coming up against guys one-on-one, and you've got a bit of space inside and outside. He's that fast off the mark where if you give him an inch, he's off and gone. So Foran's been around the game long enough and he knows what he's talking about. We're, we're really excited to see Brimo in that centre position. And I will say as, as well, just before we move on, is that when I was listening to the podcast, AJ was telling about basically Desi is happy regardless of the name of the player, like whether it be Tino or AJ yeah. or Dave, that he will absolutely rip into him. And, you know, the, the boys are basically frothing him right now. They're loving Desi Hasler because he is that hard-nosed approach. And he did obviously bring up Justin Holbrook and said like, he, he loved Justin. But with that being said, it's probably just a little bit, little bit more of that hard-nosed approach, which is what we've been saying for so long, that we need this team to have. We need to have that resilience. And he referred to, like, we'll win game, we'll, we'll score 30 points, but we'll lose the game 32-30 mm. because we don't have that resilience. So it's good to see that Desi's not coming in and being afraid, which we know he's not, but it's being afraid of players' names and how big of a star they are. We all knew Desi was like that. So it's good that he's come in and really knuckled down and, and uh, made sure that the young players know that it's all an equal playing field, effectively, and you've just got to do what you need to do and you'll get a spot in the team, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Des Hazler has never been one to pick on reputation. You earn your spot in the side, and that's only good for our side. Every player fighting to earn their spot just means a better preseason, a more polished product for us fans to enjoy, and ultimately a really, really exciting 2024 season upcoming, which we can't wait for. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason we have uh, done this podcast today, and we, we've got you all here listening, is we're going to go through our roster. We're going to go start to bottom, and we're going to say which rep teams they are eligible for, and how close they might be or if they could represent them potentially in the future. Now, we're not saying this is absolutely final, absolutely what said in this podcast is um, absolute for their rep eligibility, particularly around some of our Polynesian players. As we know, a lot of Polynesians have mixed heritage from different islands and and countries. So we're fairly confident, but I wouldn't go as far to say 100% what we say here. We could miss a selection here and there. We kickstart with Aaron Schopp. His first tier country is Australia and origin eligibility. I've got him down for the Blues. I didn't think he was eligible for uh, any other uh, nations there. What about Shoppy? What sort of rep honours do you see in his future, if any? Oh, man, going into 2023, I was really, really hyped about Shoppy. And, you know, he's actually, we've spoken about this before, that he understood that he didn't have the greatest of years last year. Uh, and it was a very difficult kind of adjustment process for him. Um, you know, I, I don't think that of what we know right this very second that he has any kind of 
rep uh, in the near future. He needs to have a really important year for himself this year, whether it be for Tweed, whether it be for the Titans. He needs to have a really solid year uh, that, that puts him back up into the frame because, you know, he was he did come here as one of the best defensive centers in the competition. That's what he was known mm-hmm. for, the Doggies. Uh, the Dogs fans didn't like they didn't pass it out to Josh Adokar as much as they, he probably should have. But at the end of the day, Shubi is a great center, um, but just unfortunately didn't work out for him. So maybe he has been in the system when Desi Hasler was in the system at the Doggies, when Desi Hasler was the coach, he was in the system. So he knows him. Um, so maybe it, it, it might help out Aaron a lot more to be under that hard-nosed approach where um, he can't kind of hide from his responsibilities. Mm. And I'm not saying he's doing that, but at the end of the day, um, it wasn't a great year last year. So not in the near future, but based on the talent we saw at the Doggies, uh, absolutely he could play for New South Wales, but I just think that's a little bit far away. Yeah, I agree. Probably five plus years away from being in that origin discussion. You need a number of consistent seasons really to get a look in there. And Shoppy's still super young. I think he's like 23 or something. So you never say never and there's no... Well, sorry, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Campbell Graham is a perfect example of this, right? Like, Campbell Graham had an unbelievable mm-hmm. year in 2023, and everyone wanted him to play centre for New South Wales or even wing. Did he? He didn't get. A, he didn't actually get a spot, did he? I don't think he got no. into the team at all. Yeah, which is crazy, and that just shows like Campbell Graham right now compared to Shup is just light years apart in regards to what we saw from him last year. So yeah, if he was to want to get into the rep arena, he would really need to step it up massively over a three to five year span. Yeah. Yeah, love Shoppy. You never say never, but not quite there just yet. This one's really interesting to talk about. AJ Brimson. My conversations with him, I believe he told me he could have been eligible for England back in the day, but he is aligned with Australia for his first-tier country and, of course, is eligible for Queensland in origin. Going to be tough to get back into that side, though. You've got the uh, RLPA Dream Team, so the Players' Selection of Fullback of the Year there in Reese Walsh. You've got the Dahlia Medalist in Caelan Ponga. 14's Ben Hunt. But maybe this move to the centres could open that up for AJ. There is stiff competition there with uh, Hammer and uh, Valentine Holmes. But look, Ben Hunt's 35, so I'm going to say yes. Brimson will be back in a Maroons jersey. Maybe not is he this 35 year. 35 now. Is, is, is Benny Hunt 35? He's older than Kieran Four, man. When we were trying to sign Ben Hunt and they That's were right. saying like three year deal and stuff, I was like, no way. Double check for me. He could be 34, 33. I think, but... Yeah, 33 going on 34. Okay, my apologies. That's that's two years. Close enough, extra, man. But... No, no, oh, not really. Like he's a month away. He's he's literally a month away. By, oh, two months away from turning um, thirty-four. Yeah. So not too bad. Yeah, so I, I think like Ben Hunt's probably got another year or two in that fourteen jersey, and then I think that'll be Brimson's to own because at that stage he'll play. He'll have experience at centre, fullback, five-eighth, and also Mal Meninga and Immortal said he actually believes Brimson's best position would be hooker. Mm. So there's a, a lot of possibilities and, and versatility in Brimo's game. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll be back in the Queensland jersey, not this year, next year. Australia, not too sure. It really depends who the Blues have as their 14 at that stage. Uh, where do you see Brimo's rep future? Yeah, it's really tough because obviously the fullback spot is probably locked up, especially with how he didn't exactly have the greatest of games in Game 3 this year, even though the entirety of Queensland did not have a great game um, in a game that meant nothing realistically uh, to the series because we'd already won and we're going down New South Wales and it just wasn't going to be the, the case. Uh, but AJ was a fullback, didn't exactly have his best game. Um, so that might really hurt him because, you know, there's Reese Walsh and also Callum Ponga there. You're more than likely... I don't know who they give out of Reese Walsh and, and Callum Ponga, uh, but it's, it's not going to be AJ, unfortunately. So, yeah, there is the centre's uh, potential if he obviously does kill up there. Um, there is the potential of putting him as the 14 once Benny Hunt does start to go downhill. 
um, which is kind of what we started to slightly see in that Australia versus New Zealand game, FYI. They targeted him. They targeted him in that Pacific uh, Cup game uh, that the New Zealand Kiwis won by like 30 nil or whatever it was. Um, so, you know, AJ could be in there sooner than later, but with that being said, could they still maybe put Reese Walsh as the fullback and then Cameron Ponger as the 14 or vice versa? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. There is a lot of potential uh, spots for him there. He's still in his mid-20s, man. He, he's definitely no... Um, he's not an older generation player yet. He's still one of the more experienced players in the Titans, but he's not the... He's not exactly old, right? So he's got so much more footy time to play and definitely will get into the Origin Arena at some point. And it could be this year. It could be. I just... I don't think so. Yeah. Injuries always happen as well, so we never know there. Next player is Alofiana Khan Pereira. I've got him down as eligible for Australia, Queensland, and the Indigenous All-Stars. I believe he also has Sri Lankan descent, uh, but I'm not sure if they have a rugby league team or if he'd be interested in representing them. But let's look first for Lofi at Indigenous All-Stars. Do you think he'll be included in the All-Stars game this year? Oh, well, who would be there? Selwyn Cobbo is obviously... Selwyn Cobbo is the one that's realistically the only one... Oh, I think... Remember when Kalen Ponga was transitioning to 5'8 and the Māori All-Stars played him at 5'8"? I reckon we're going to see Cobo trialed in the centres for the All-Stars game, which does open up that spot. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, So Cobo is kind of the only one in his way for both Queensland and also Indigenous All-Stars. Um, I, I don't think that anybody else is really in his way there. So if Cobo is to be pushed into the centres, uh, obviously based off of how his Broncos form will go in the early rounds, then Loffy absolutely could play for both. He, he absolutely, well, Indigenous All-Stars, I'm not too sure, right? Because that's obviously in about a month, actually a month to the day nearly. I think it's a yep. month to the day that will be on. Um, so I think there's a good shout. He played for the Australia PMXII game. Uh, it's, it's a really good shout, especially if they want to mix him up and put Cobo into the centre. So yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll make a bold call and say that Loffy does get onto the, that wing spot. I'll look it in as well, man. I'm looking last year. They had Cobo and Sloan. We know Cobo's centre. We just spoke about oh, that. Luffy's, Jack White and... Luffy's over both of them, man. I'm sorry, but Luffy's over both of them. Luffy gapped someone Cobo when we played him at Suncorp. He gapped him. Gapped him twice, he, I think. He would be one of the quickest in the league. But um, Jack Whiten's also re retired. So that opens up that centre spot for Cobo. You put Luffy on the wing. And let's say worst case, man, they don't select him on the wing. The Indigenous All-Stars had one, two, three, four, five of their bench, because you have extended benches. Five of their bench players were um, outside backs or halves. So... I think he's going to be there. I'm, I'm actually quietly confident he'll be there. Um, another man I think will be there is Brian Kelly. He's eligible for Australia, New South Wales, and Indigenous All-Stars. Do you remember in under-20s uh, origin back in there? I think Brian Kelly scored like four or five tries. Do you remember that? I think he was, he was with us at the time, uh, but we lost him to Manly the man. following year, and I was like, damn, this guy had so much potential. Do you remember the game I'm referencing, though? I can't remember the game you're referencing, but I do remember the early days of BK, and uh, and it was you know quite frustrating when we did lose him to Manly. Um, but no, I can't remember the specific game that you're mentioning. But I think you're talking about under twenties. So uh, those games, when, when that would have been? When did the under twenties finish? Oh man, I can't really remember. But twenty seventeen kind of days. Yeah, I don't know why they got because um, it's under nineteens now, right? That's that that's the one that um, that they always yeah. Well, um, there was have actually. There was actually an under-19s, uh, and I'm not confirming anything here, guys. I actually would love to know um, the title. I've got it here, bro. Oh, the result? Um, in 2015, under-20s origin at Suncorp Stadium, oh, no, no, the Blues defeated the Queensland Maroons 32-16. to Brian Kelly had four tries. Latrell Mitchell had one. Jackson Hastings had one. 
So, you know, he's scoring with some superstars there, but our BK had four tries. Yeah, so what I was actually referring to is that over the weekend, this weekend, we actually had an under-19s game um, against the Penrith and Rabbitohs under-19s, I believe it was. And I, I did hear that potentially we won, but the club hasn't actually announced it yet. I know this is different to... I know this is different to what we're kind of talking about right now, but that is something that we should potentially... Well, we'll bring it up next week, guys, when we have confirmation, because there's nothing online that I've been able to see that actually confirms that we won. But if we beat the under-19s Penrith team... That is huge. That is absolutely huge. Yeah. But uh, to go back on, on to BK, uh, I, yeah, I think he'll definitely be for the Indigenous. Obviously, New South Wales is, is a no-go. I uh, would love to see him there, but it's, an, it's a no-go. Yep, completely agree. Our next player is Harley Smith. I've got him aligned with Australia, but I don't have him aligned with an origin side. He's born and bred in Canberra. Um, I've got a few mutual friends down here that actually went to school with him. So, Would that not qualify I... you for New South Wales? Well, I don't know. Like, Terry Campisi, I think, did he play for the... Or did he only play for Australia? I don't think he played for the Blues. Um, but I'm pretty sure he was born in, and raised in the ACT as well. Or maybe he was Queanbeyan. Because, see, that's the, that's the big thing. Um, Queanbeyan is, is New South Wales. But, yeah, Campisi um, was born in Queanbeyan, yeah. Was that, that's why he could play for the Blues. Whereas I'm fairly confident Harley Smith Shields is absolutely born in the Australian Capital Territory at um, Belconnen, which has a big hospital there. So... I don't know if that would rule him out. Like, everyone in here at ACT seems to go for the Blues. Oh, well, the thing is, right, is that Origin isn't about where you're born. <laughs> Origin isn't about where you're born. Um, it is mm. ba basically Origin. He'd be eligible for New South Wales based on the fact that his first rep game probably would have been in New South Wales. Well, only if he played for a Queanbeyan side. Well, that's or, if, or under the age of 13. Well, it's like yeah. Mortalo, right? Because Mortalo came over here and he's not eligible because he yep. was... He played just afterwards, but the fact is, is that he wasn't born here, but he was kind of eligible, but not eligible based off of his rep games. It's like Greg Inglis, you know, Greg Inglis, his rep game when he was playing for North Devils and whatnot. I'm pretty certain it's what qualified him for Queensland over New South Wales, even though he was born in was it Tarry? No, it wasn't Tarry, was it? Um, no, um, where, where was Greg Inglis born again? Greg Inglis was born in Kempsey, was it? Kempsey, that's the one. I think Tarry's Trill. Um, the Trill, yeah. Yeah, so the point matter is, is that I, I would say that he is eligible for New South Wales, but to get to the nitty-gritty of it all, I don't believe that Harley Smith Shields will be on... It will be in our team, in, in our 17 this year, uh, unless there's injuries. Um, I think that there is just... that uh, He's there for depth. Um, he's a rig, man. He's an absolute rig, but I don't see him making the Origin squad. Yeah, and he's one of those players that... Uh, he, he'd actually signed with the Eels. They'd, like, agreed to terms, and then when they put the contract forward um, to their recruitment team, they said, oh, no, we don't want him. So he was kind of looking to get out of Canberra. Mm. I think he knows he's probably coming more as depth for us. And I did message him on Instagram. Highly unlikely he responds, but um, if he does, I'll, I'll let you know while we're on this podcast. And, and I will say, I will say as well, you know, uh, living in Canberra versus living on the coast, being the depth player in the Canberra, being the depth player on the coast. I think I know which one I'm selecting. I think I Mate, know he, which one I'm selecting. He would absolutely be loving it. Probably down uh, right now. Player, is Jaden Campbell. Now, this is an interesting one because his dad was eligible for the New South Wales Blues. However, Jaden has made it clear in interviews before that he views himself as a Queenslander, born and raised here. Of course, also eligible for Australia and the Indigenous All-Stars. Now, last year, the report was he dislocated his knee. It was then like a PCL or a smaller injury. Would he be okay for the Indigenous All-Stars or do you think he'd be unavailable due to injury? I don't believe that he'll be playing Indigenous All-Stars by any means. I think that there is doubt whether he'll play round one against the Dragons. So uh, okay. that's well, two, Let me ask three... you next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, next year definitely um, has a, yeah. has an opportunity, uh, considering that he's going to get the the full bore approach of the opportunity of being the fullback. So yeah, next year there's definitely a chance there. I don't believe Origin eligibility is in his near future with the likes of Reese Walsh and Cameron Ponga doing what they're doing, specifically Reese Walsh. Um, but I, I also don't think that the he doesn't have the potential to, to obviously do it. I just think that obviously there's still a bit of time that we need to build up first before he gets into Origin. But in Indigenous All-Stars game, absolutely could see him play next year. Yep, completely agree there. I think Jaden could definitely play for Queensland in the future as well. Next is Jojo Fafita. Now, I've got him aligned with Australia, Queensland, and also eligible for Mate Martonga. I'm going to say absolutely yes. We will see him represent Tonga at some stage, given his dad uh, played uh, rugby union for Tonga. So yeah, be shout out Bila. Bila, he's, he's such a fighting man. I love Bila, man. He's, that's his, that's yeah. Jojo's dad. We He was at the, the Brookvale game. Um uh, he's uh, they're in every game. To be fair, <laughs> the feeders are in every game watching watching JoJo, which is good. Um, but no, just shout out to their family, man. They're such a great family. And have you ever asked um, if him and David are first cousins, second cousins, or if it's just a coincidence? I haven't asked specifically, but I have heard they're like second cousins or something like that. Like they are yeah. related somewhere. But with that being said, man, this is the thing, and, and you guys can trust my opinion on this because I've basically grown up in Fiji my entire life. My daughter is determined. Uh, everyone is cousins with everyone in the islands. Like there is, like uh, honestly, everyone is cousins with everyone. So I don't know, and I wouldn't be able to put my foot down and say this is the right answer because honestly, they could call each other cousins and not actually be cousins based off of the islander kind of way. Yeah, uh, I messaged Caleb Clark, the All Black, after he he dominated the Wallabies. It's... And I said, I'm just going to start telling people you're my cousin. And he, he said, that's okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely guilty of that one as well. Um, will... Somewhere along the line, I must have missed the good genes, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Caleb Clark, apparently there's news that he might be looking at the Rabbitohs. Uh, but that's mm. completely off topic. To go back on to Jojo Feeder and to think about him potentially, like in the future, playing rep, I think there's definitely an opportunity for him to play for Tonga. Absolutely. You know, yep. um, they've got Will Penasini and Moses Sully in the centres. There's nothing to say that Jojo couldn't overtake either of those guys. Um, yeah, uh, Mustang retiring soon as well, so that wing spot. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of off Siona Katoa uh, based off of last year, but then again, um, you know, he he's still got time, Siona Katoa, but I don't think that Jojo can't get into that spot at, at all, for sure. I think that there's definitely an opportunity there, so uh, I'm just going to work, work hard and, and get back into the team, but... Um, you know, Jojo's a good kid, man. I know he's got a good head on his shoulders and he'll he'll work his very best, but it's going to be very difficult for him to get a spot this year with the jostling around of positions. You're more than likely looking at Jaden Campbell, Philip Sami, AJ Brimo, Brian Kelly, and then obviously um, Lofty on the other side. So it's going to be very hard for, for Jojo, but when he gets that opportunity, he's going to take it by the, uh, by the horn. I spoke with Roger Fabri, who's a noted sprint coach here in Australia a few days ago. We were talking on the phone, and I wanted to ask him, who do you think the quickest is each club? And he chose Jojo um, over Alessia Cantrera. All, yeah. all the boys have the exact same thought process, man. Everyone's like, oh, why would you not have Loffy? It's like, I think Loffy is faster over like 40 or something like that, but Jojo is faster over 100. It could be vice versa. I'm not too sure. But yep. um, that is something that all the boys say the same thing. I mean, do you mention both of them? If I can have a double bet here, I will say one of those will debut for the Maroons, definitely, before their career's over. I will say 100% we'll see Jojo represent Tonga. I believe that's a certain. Um, wouldn't yeah, go as far as Australia. Yeah, one of I think one of them will see him in a Maroons jersey for, for sure. I'll go and Let's say be... Jojo for Tonga and I'll say Loffy for Queensland and potentially Australia, oh. but I'll, I'll say definitely for Queensland, Loffy, yeah. 
Love it. Our next player is Keanu Kinney. Now, we know he's eligible for New Zealand. He's played for them in the juniors, which means he's not eligible for Origin. I'm not sure on Kinney's heritage. He might be Samoan, um, but I'm not sure. If he's eligible for Samoa, absolutely. I could see him in that role in the future. Of course, he'd be competing predominantly with another young gun, Suofar Longo. Um, if he is... Maori, then I'd say absolutely he's in the All-Stars game there. And I will say yes, we'll see him play for New Zealand. Um, I'm going to make that call right now. So I'm giving all yeses to Kinney. What are you going to give him? Yeah, I'm giving all yeses to Kinney for sure. I think that if yeah, if he's Samoan, then uh, absolutely throw him in there. He'll definitely get an opportunity uh, whether wherever it would be. Because Fight Longer was a great talent, but uh, Keanu, he's going to slap him. Uh, but then the Maori All-Stars and New Zealand, I think that's just a guarantee for me. Uh, maybe New Zealand is not a guarantee. That's too big. But Maori All-Stars, absolutely. If his heritage is as such, and if it is Samoan. Um, look, we're, what we're saying is Kenny is so talented. We're not exactly sure what his Polynesian heritage is, but he's damn good enough to represent whoever he wants. That's what we're saying there. Mm. Um, and we'll try to find that out as well. Next up, we've got Ken Mamalo. He's play previously played for New Zealand, not eligible for Origin, of course, and he's played for Samoa as well. Do you ever see Ken, Big Kenny getting back to those sort of rep honours, or do you think he's more so... This is unfortunate to say, but do you think he's more so in the twilight of his career? I think it's it's pretty obvious to say, and I don't think that he would disagree with this either. Like He's he's had his time in the light. Uh, there are some crazy young talents coming through nowadays, as there always will be, uh, and I don't believe that he'll be able to get back into the New Zealand arena, uh, and, and probably even Samoa, to be fair. I don't think that he has... I don't think he has it in him anymore, and especially with the fact that he just can't get a spot on his team because our back line right now is just jam-packed. So uh, he can't make it for the Titans. I don't think he'll be getting into the New Zealand team or Samoa. Even Samoa was stacked the moment, man. Like you think Taylor May, Brian Toto, um, Greggy Marzu was another option. There's so many great wingers that... Um, Phil Sami is Samoa as well, isn't he? Yeah, Phil Sami, one of our own players, would, would be ahead of him there. But yeah, for Kenny Mamalo, um, yeah, I remember like, 2018-ish, man. He was like Manu Vatuvai 2.0. Just a beast there for the Warriors. One, I had him as like the best winger because he had those early hit-ups like we see a Brian Toto have now, like a lot of wingers do. Ken Marlowe was doing that before they were. and Yeah, but I, I have to be honest, I don't quite see him getting back there, unfortunately. Uh, Kieran Foran. Now, he said he'll continue to play for New Zealand as long as they select him. Do you have him in their side next time they play? Um... Well, look, Brandon Smith's not been doing anywhere near enough to to get back into the New Zealand arena. And you've got uh, Jerry Marshall King is their nine. Uh, obviously, the seven is Jerome Hughes and the six is Dylan Brown. That's locked off. But the 14 role, I think that you're probably looking at Kim Foran being more... You're looking at him more being versatile than, than Brandon Smith. So, yeah, I reckon he yeah. could get in the next time as well. Um, it just depends on kind of what Kieran's doing, whether this is his last year or next year or, or whatnot, and might go on another year, we don't know. Uh, but all I know is that Kieran still has the talent to absolutely be in the team. Who took over as Kiwi's coach again? I can't remember. Was it was it Stacey Jones, or was that just what people wanted? I don't... Has there been someone who's taken over? Has there... I'll, I'll yeah. have a quick little look here. Yeah, if, and while you do that, I'll say... I, I'm going to say yes, Kieran Foreman remains in the side because he played so well at hooker for them last time. I can see a world where Jerry Marshall King starts at nine, six is Dylan Brown, seven is Jerome Hughes. And I can actually see Kieran Foran being on the bench with Brandon Smith because Brandon Smith is a forward utility who can play lock and hooker. Um, Kieran Foran can play halves or hooker. So I think you can afford to carry both because you don't have to play Brandon Smith at hooker. You can play him at lock. 
Um, I don't so yeah, believe I don't believe that there has been an actual name here. It just says that Michael Maguire will be stepping down from his role as head coach in the New Zealand Kiwis. Okay. And I don't think that anything has really there's been, you know, talk of buddy Wayne Bennett at some point. Yeah, I think like, Wayne Bennett's most likely. He's coached him before and he won't have a club next year, so that makes sense. Mm. Um, and I think Wayne Bennett's smart enough to know you need experience like Kieran Foran there. So yep, Kieran Foran, we're both saying he will remain in rep honors. Philip Sami, an unreal. 2023 man and i kept i do this thing for context for our listeners where every week i do rolling sides first second and third so who's the best wingers who's the second best who's the third best and i update it weekly based on form i had phil as high as the first team at stages around 2023 and people were genuinely lashing me in the comments saying what's this titans bias phil sammy get him out of there i thought he was playing so well man he was awesome for us he is eligible for australia queensland and samoa I am saying, yes, we will see him debut for, not debut, sorry, get back to that Queensland side. I think it might take an injury to get there. I'm saying, yes, he will represent Samoa at some stage in his career. And Australia, I've got a question mark there. Um, how are you viewing uh, Phil's rep future? Man, no matter what you do online, you're always going to cop hate for being a Titans fan uh, and, and putting players in. You know, look, I deal with it all the time. You deal with it all the time. It just is what it is. So that's why I, that's why I told you that this, is, this was off camera. But I said to him, you just got to do it. You just got to say what your belief is, regardless of what you're going to cop online, because no matter what, it will come. Uh, but Phil Sami is is definitely a guy that I can see playing for Samoa. Uh, I, I would struggle to see him... Oh, like he, he still has the opportunity to get into Queensland, but with that being said, Loffy is knocking on the door. And Loffy is, is really starting to kind of put his name first overfield based off of that 2020... Mm. Was it 2020 season? When he yeah. had that really poor poor year in origin? He did, but I think that that was when Wayne Bennett was the coach. It was a unique series, end of the year. I think Lafayette, I'm looking at him more in the future, like five, six years away. Whereas I think like genuinely next year, let's oh, say Cobo moves to centre. Five, six years is a bit too far. Well, isn't Lafayette like 21? Yeah, but in the same sense, like five, six years are a long time. Like I'd be, if, if, you, if I'd go via a distance, I'd be looking at like a two or three years kind of deal. Well, so let's say Cobo shifts to centre or his form's not good enough. Centres probably remain Holmes and uh, Hammer. One of our wing spots would be Tao Lungi. He was awesome. So that would mean Phil would just have to really beat out Cobo and Coates for that wing spot to get in next year. And his form was good and, enough, I thought. And I'm telling you, uh, I'm telling you, if Loffy has another brilliant year like he had last year, I would not be surprised if Billy put him in. I just think Phil offers more currently, where Phil is better at early hit-ups, whereas Loffy's better at X-factor plays and making that break. I would agree. I would agree. I think mm. Philip, Philip is probably more of a... He's probably more of what Queensland is, is what I would say at this very moment. A grindy kind of... He can have his big moments, but he can also kind of stick in the grind. Oh. I would say Philip Sammy probably should be the guy over him, but I'm just saying that I would not be surprised if Loffy plays as soon as Game 3 of this year. Yep, so you're saying yes to Samoa for Phil, question mark for Queensland, based on how fast Loffy rises. Yeah. Tanner Boyd's next up. I've got him down for Australia and I believe Queensland. Uh, he went. To, I know he went to Kibra. Tanner Boyd's an interesting one, man. I'm not going to say no. Mm. I'm not going to say no. And it's, that's a weird one, because if you ask a lot of wider footy fans outside of our Titans community that we have here, they would say absolutely no way. This guy shouldn't even be the halfback. It should be Kieran Fawn at halfback and Brimson at six and stuff like that. I'm not going to so say yes to Tanner Boyd, but I'm not going to say no. He's shown me enough, and particularly with his connection that he has with someone like Dave Fafida, I can... 
that next generation when DCE retires, right, it's going to be between the Sam Walkers, the Tanner Boyds. Um, I'm trying to think who else there really is young halfbacks coming through. Dearden, of course, yeah. So he, that's why I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no either for for, for um for Tanner. I don't want to write him off. So what do you think of Tanner? Uh, I, I definitely think that there is an opportunity. I think it's very. I think it is unlikely as we currently speak. Um, and I love Tan. I've been backing him in for you know since the start, man. I love Tan. Um, and I think that Sam Walker is is the guy that they originally wanted to go in the halfback position for Queensland. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there is a lot of question marks on him right now. And I think that right this very second, the replacement for Cherry when he retires is actually probably going to be Din into the seven um, with, you know, potentially uh, Ezra Mann after Cameron Munster goes down. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I think Tanner's, Ezra Mann, yeah. That complicates Tanner's, things. Yeah, Tanner's got a lot of work to do. Uh, but at, the thing that benefits him over the rest of them, besides Walker, is that, well, actually, even over Walker, is that he is a bona fide seven, right? He's not a six, he's a seven. Um, and whilst you've got Dean, who's a six, as a man who's a six, uh, and Sam Walker, who's a six and a seven, but Tanner is just solely seven, right? Can play a little bit of nine, but not really. So overall, I think that that benefits him. Um, I, I don't think that it's something that would be seen for a good while. Um, and he's, he, I think he's like 25 now, Tan. I'm not too sure how. How old? Actually, let's have a look here. Tanner Boyd, age. Uh, he is. He's twenty three. He's not even. Jeez. Oh, he's yeah. so. He's still so young, man. Um, and that's why people just criticise young halves too quickly. But yes, chance. Um, unlikely right this very second, but uh, chance. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, and one thing about Tanner as well, with all the names you threw there, he he's the best goal kicker of all the options. Titans trivia: How many goals did Tanner miss last year? No, he didn't miss one, mate. He didn't miss exactly. one, mate. doesn't miss. Tanner Boyd does not miss. And uh, no one can fact check us on that. We're absolutely correct and you're wrong. No, Next you can actually, actually... You can fact check it on BKR Sport YouTube and I can tell you right now, <laughs> you've never seen a missed kick from Tanner Boyd. That's a fact. So it yep. just tells you everything you need to know. If he was to miss a kick, I'm sure the stream would have lagged or disconnected or that you would have missed that part well, of the game. We're not streaming. We vlog. So it, it just yeah. so happens that he has got everyone. Just maybe the footage has gone missing. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, Fox League's a conspiracy. BKR Sports, <laughs> the only Tanner goal-kicking source you can trust on the web. Exactly right. Um, right. Next up, we've got uh, Tommy Weaver, who is going to be competing for that halfback spot with him. I've got him here for Australia and Queensland, but I've just thought about that. That's wrong. I was going to say, when, uh, when I was looking at that, I was like, he played for the 19 New South Wales. Exactly. And lucky I remembered that, or you would have pulled me up on it. So he is eligible for the Blues. I'm saying no. Sorry, mate, but just Nathan Cleary is still super young. He's going to be there for most it's of his a, career. It's a tough one to come point. up against. It's a tough person to come up against. That is, that so, is uh, really look, tough. Yeah. Tommy, I love you. You could genuinely have 50 tries this next year, and I still wouldn't say yes, just because Cleary's <laughs> won three premierships in a row. So I'm saying no. Sorry, Tommy. Yeah, it's really, that's, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, Tanner's got the opportunity with Queensland because it's Sam Walker or, you know, <laughs> that, that Sam Walker as a guy, whilst Tommy Weaver has Nathan Cleary in front of him. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I, I don't think that's going to be happening there uh, unless there's, I still, I, yeah, I can't even fathom a world right now where he gets it. Um Unless he's he's like thirty and Cleary is starting to come to the back end, I don't know. But you know, never say never. Let's let's do that. Never say never. Hopefully, Nathan Cleary goes to the Hull Kingston Rovers and then it uh, it opens up a spot for Tom Weaver. 
Well, Tommy Reaver has come up against Cleary. I think it might have been his debut. Was it against the Panthers he debuted or his second game? And he held his own. So, like, that yeah, in itself. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been back end of the year. Yeah. Back end of the year, yeah. Man, good on him there. That's that's uh, a tough halfback to come up against on debut. Next up is uh, Tony Francis. Now, he's not debuted for us yet. From what I can see, he's born in New Zealand. I couldn't see if he'd played for them in the juniors. Um, and from going by his Instagram, he has the Lebanon and Tonga flags in there. Mm. So I'm... I believe he's eligible for New Zealand, Lebanon, and Tonga. Lebanon, I'm going to say yes, and I think he'll debut for us this year and next time Lebanon play, even if it's the World Cup, we'll see him debut for them. Tonga, question mark, opportunity, but I think someone like Jojo would be ahead of him for that Daniel Tupo spot when that opens up. Uh, and New Zealand, don't know, haven't seen enough yet. Uh, like I've seen enough in reserve grade, of course, but we know the NRL is a bit of a different beast. But Lebanon, big tick for me. Um, how are you going to go the way of uh, Tony Francis? I think it's pretty simple. Lebanon, yes. Tonga, potentially. Uh, I, I would lean more towards a... I'd lean more towards a no base of what you said and also the fact that they've just got so many... Yeah, there's just... They're... Actually, no, the back line of Tonga isn't as deep as Samoa's. Um, like, I, I'd say it's, it's potential, but yeah, I would have Jojo in front of him. Um, and then... You know, for New Zealand, I think he's he's quite a while away from that. So it's a bit too early to tell realistically, but never say never. Yep, completely agree there. Next up, Bowie Firma. I'll let you go first. Of course, eligible for Australia and Queensland, where he was very close in 2022 to making his debut. Will Bo debut for Queensland this year or in the future? The, the frustrating thing about Bowie Firma, right, is that well, obviously in 2021, he nearly... Or was it 2022? No, it was 2021. He was... No, 2022, he was knocking on the door for Origin. And they were saying, you know what, he's probably going to make the extended squad. I think he did make the extended squad. Uh, and then obviously 2023 happened and he was injured throughout the entirety of the season. However, uh, Bowie Firma was more than likely going to get a spot on the team in 2023. If he didn't go down injured, then again, the Titans didn't do too well overall. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know what really frustrates me about this is that we're going to probably, if he does play for Queensland, we lose Mo. We lose Dave, we lose Tino, and we lose Bowie Firma. That's that's the four guys right there out of our four pack. You know, mm. thank God Sam Verrills and Liu Palacio or Aaron Clark aren't Origin really, because otherwise we'd lose our entire of our forwards. So um, look, I think there's absolutely opportunity. Uh, he's come back from an ACL injury before. He's come back from a really solid injury. Um, that hampered him, I think, while he was in Newcastle and then still had that 2022 season. So um, I'm going to say, yes, I think there's definitely opportunity. I don't know this year. Uh, but with that being said, if he comes back and crushes it in the first 10 rounds under Desi, then there's a chance. It's just that his edge, the edge that he's on now, I think will be the left, isn't as prosperous for him as it is on the other side where Dave is. Yeah, I'm going to say for Bo... Maybe this year, and I think much better chances next year. Um, look, I think I think Fafita will be there, so that's one spot gone immediately, right? And Billy's only really likes to carry one back row on the bench. Last year, that was Nanai. Um, we know Ruben Cotter has played a lot of back row in Thing is, now. I will just say this on that. I, I do believe that if you're going Bowie Firma or Nanai, I'm, ta- uh, I'm taking Bowie Firma. I'm taking like a healthy yeah. Bowie Firma versus a healthy, and I think it's Jim Ryan Nanai, but it, it, everyone gets that confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would take a healthy Bowie Firma over, over Nene for sure. 
So the, the Bowie Firma fits into that young gun category where there's so many young, great back rowers coming through for Queensland at the moment. Three of them just happen to be at the Cowboys in Nene, uh, Lukey, and Finney Fuiaki. And don't forget Tommy Gilbert as well, the Dolphins. Tommy Gilbert's going to come back from injury. Yeah, it's stacked, man. It's really stacked. And what players like Ruben Cotter and Tom Gilbert have in their favor that Bo maybe doesn't is Bo is an out-and-out edge back rail from what we've seen, running those dynamic lines, whereas Tommy Gilbert and Ruben Cotter, it's more like so middle forwards that, that you're, yeah. Yeah, you're plugging on the edge. So I'm going to say yes to Bo. I'm going to stick my neck out, and if I get it wrong, I get it wrong. But I, I think based on what I've seen, and although we've had emergence of great back rowers, I think Bo's good enough. Next up is Chrissy Randall, eligible for Australia and New South Wales. If he keeps that form up from last year and builds on it, is Chris Randall someone you could see as a, a bit of a smoky for that Blues 14 role with Michael Maguire? No, I don't think so. I, I love Chrissy. Chrissy, man, this guy's a cold hero for this club. He just works hard. He, he does good. He just wants to be. And we've had this conversation, myself and him, after a game and, and at events and whatnot. You know, Chrissy Randall just is a guy that wants to play footy and start playing footy. But I don't think that he necessarily, for himself, has to play at that big-time origin level. Obviously, everyone wants to play it, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's like within a necessity within himself to actually have to play origin to validate himself, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, I think that Chrissy Randall is, is unbelievable for our team, but I do think that there are four teams that are a bit more electric, exciting, uh, and I think Chrissy Randall would be the epitome of a guy that you could just throw into that Queensland role. He's he's he just has that uh, Queensland aura about him comparatively mm. to what New South Wales usually have with those kind of big name stars. Chrissy Randall would fit into the Queensland team, uh, but unfortunately, he is eligible for the Blues. So uh, no, I, I don't believe so. I don't personally believe so. But I hope I'm wrong. But I don't personally believe so. I mean, here's the thing. Michael Maguire, I think he'll go back to the two-hooker system. Um, he's previously coached both Apisai Cottesau and Damian Cook at the Rabbitohs in the past. So I think he'll go with them. And that would fill that utility spot, um, unfortunately, for Chris. But I think he's still a couple seasons away from really putting his name in that in that ring. Uh, he had an awesome season last year. I just hope he builds on that. Dave Fafita, he's played for Queensland. He's played for Tonga. He is eligible for Australia. And he has indicated in the past he wants to represent Australia. Well, who have we got there at the moment? We've got Liam Martin and Ruben Cotter. I think they're our starting back role. Well, he was, I believe he was going to play for Australia in this Pacific Nations Cup if he wasn't injured, because he's been injured, obviously. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, Dave Feeder when he's fit and healthy, I've got him as the best back rower in the game. Absolutely. Um, other no people doubt can about argue it. Liam Martin. They can argue Ola Kawatu. Well, other people Ola can Kongi. be wrong. Other people can be wrong, mm. Kagi. Like they're wrong. <laughs> they, they look at look at the look at the stats. Like it's not it's not rocket science. David Feeder stats wise is the best mm. background in the game. And people are looking at one year where the club was down where he wasn't even that bad. Like statistically, yeah. people are looking at one year. I think it was two thousand twenty two that year yep. where he still did his job. It's just that that was the one down year that people were like, oh, he's lazy and this and that and this and that. But he's actually he's been the best back row for the majority of his career, realistically. So yeah, they can be wrong all they like. But David Fafita will absolutely play um, for Queensland if he wants to play for Australia or he wants to play for Tonga. But he could play for the World X side. Doesn't matter. He's the best back row in the game. Three points and questions to add to that. Number one, if he was on 400k, do you think he receives that level of criticism? No. Exactly. Number two. Would Dave Fafita look just as good as Liam Martin if he was playing outside of Nathan Cleary, if not better? It would look way better. Number three, game's on the line. You need to pass the ball to a back rower. You need him to produce something to win. 
David. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you could maybe for last point you could say Olakawatu, but I'm going Dave for sure. I don't so, yeah, think Olakawatu things... has got the the track record comparatively to Dave. I think that Dave has look how, how many tries he scored in 2021 when he came across from the yeah. Bronx. Um, he is, and that's the best thing about Dave, right? He's not just that attacking back row anymore. He is an all round balanced player where he's got his defense yeah. and he's got his attack, and he's a lot more cool headed now. So um, I think that Dave has really impressed because he's been able to you know revolutionize. His game and really improve based on his defense and also attack but just balance it a lot more oh man i'm i'm getting pumped up i can't wait to see dave steamroll someone right now i'm getting pumped up baby that but man which other back row can go into dummy half 30 meters out scoop like (laughs) you did against the eels and score in the corner do you know what i mean this guy eats x factor for breakfast i love dave he's the man and when i hand i might have said this on the podcast already so sorry for people hearing this for seeing them when i shook his hand in canberra he crushed my hand. He is so powerful. I just want to hand on you. This guy's strong. And he that's a really weird thing to notice, but I did. Uh, next <laughs> Actually, up, this is... Got... I'm sorry. I've got to mention this because it, it, it is completely... It's not... It's 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 random, but it's also on the same line. Just I, The last time I went to Belmore, right, there was a Bulldogs fan. And I, this is why it's reminded me of that. There was a Bulldogs fan who knew my channel and he shook my hand. And I felt like my hand broke, right, from his... And he wasn't doing one of those ones, you know, where you can roll the sides of the hands. He wasn't doing that. Mm. It was just like a straight-up handshake. But it was the strongest handshake. So maybe I should be terrified about going to Belmore this year uh, based on the fact that he might be there. This time, I'm not kind of getting out of the doggies because the Titans are actually playing this time. Uh, but that just reminded me of that story. So, guys, if you're coming with me to Belmore this year... Wear gloves. You know, wear, wear something because <laughs> your hands are going to go and if you're shaking hands with David Vita, also wear gloves because you're going to lose your hands. Have you seen the Mark Latham, the guy from Politician Australia, have you seen his handshake? Uh, no, I have not. He violently handshakes the opposition's leader and later violently. admitted to it. <laughs> violently, man. And later he admitted to it like five years later he tried to break his hand and it's a really awkward handshake. Wow. Yeah, is it the one where you roll the sides? The one I was just saying. Oh, bro, he just grabs it and just gets... You know, Best Sport 2.0 on Instagram. I know you watch our podcast, and I know you can edit. <laughs> if you see this, I want you to edit Blaze's face on the other dude and a Bulldogs logo on Mark Latham. <laughs> I think it was Mark Latham. Whichever political figure it was that gave that violent handshake. Let's move on from violent handshakes, and let's move on to Aaron Clark, who is eligible for New Zealand, Samoa, and the uh, Maldi All-Stars. I'm going to say no to New Zealand. I think that 14 spot is really between Brandon Smith and Kieran Foran ahead of him. Um, I'm going to say yes to the All-Stars. And if he does want to represent Samoa again, I'm just thinking, yes, I think this year he could be there 14. Ronald Volkman's not going to be there. They are thin on halves slash hooker options. I think Danny Levi is their hooker option at the moment. Jazz Tavanga. Yep. Why are you go only looking at him as a 14, though? Like, why are you looking at him in the halves? I wouldn't say that Aaron Clark's a half. Well, I just think at 14, you want to offer that versatility where something bad goes wrong. Can I trust Aaron Clark to come in at six and do something for 30 minutes? Yeah, I think you can, because he did play halfback growing up. I don't think it'd be an elite 30 minutes, but I think you could get enough out of him in the halves if you required. I think that's what he did. When we played the Cowboys in round two and we're up like 12-2 and then we had obviously Fozza and AJ both yeah. go down injured, I'm pretty certain that Clark may have come in, I think Ez actually came into the halves at some stage, or for the game, I can't really remember, but um, I was one lone Titans fan up in the corner, so uh, I can't really remember uh, there at North Queensland, but yeah, I, I look, okay, I, like, I'm okay with that, I just think that he's probably more looking towards the 15, 16, 17, but I know what you're saying. 
Yep, okay. Yeah, fair enough. But you do have him as an option for the All-Stars in Samoa? Not New Zealand. Uh, for Samoa, yeah, no spots ever locked up really in those kind of islands. And the Māori All-Stars, for sure, 100%. We, that's where he's yeah. played his best footy, is with the Māori All-Stars. Mm. Like, he played an electric game. Same with Patrick Herbert. Patrick Herbert is the exact yeah. same. Like, they would crush on the Māori All-Stars level. Um, but unfortunately, we all know what, what happened there uh, with Paddy. But, yeah, and I will just give a little bit of a credit here. Paddy was not as bad as we will make him out to be. It was just that one moment that really ruined his entire career. But Patrick Herbert was not as bad as people make him out to be. So I just want to clarify that. Is he fully retired now? I've not seen if he's signed somewhere I so. else. I think so. I, I, don't, I don't know if he's, uh, like, admittedly retired. But with that being said, I don't know if he's been picked up. Or, I don't know. We're, I'm just kind of randomly speaking Did here, he... but... Ever outright say? No, I don't think I'm there was a post. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there was ever a post. I know that he. I've seen a couple of posts here and there with him and his family and whatnot, which is awesome. But um, I just remember that one game that he had for the Multi All Stars was incredible. Do you remember that? I think it was like two years ago. Yeah, um, man. Over twenty twenty one. It probably was that year actually. I think it was twenty twenty one because he actually had a really solid year with the Titans and then just destroyed it with the not passing the ball. But he actually had a pretty solid year for us. Yeah, he was always a solid player. It was just that one moment that, unfortunately, people are going to remember. It's like Ben Hunt. Everyone's going to remember he dropped the ball in that final, which sucks. I couldn't say anything about Paddy Herbert there. I so. actually don't know about that. I think with with uh, Ben Hunt, I think the people have started to forget about it. Like, I think that, obviously, there's going to be the one person, the class clown, that brings it up as a joke, and everyone goes, oh, When yeah, he retires, I, I mean, yeah. When yeah, he retires, but... people will bring it up, man. People are oh, savage. Oh, when he retires, you're right. Yeah, when he retires. Like, there's the origin intercept try for Benning, which is unreal, but... Trolls will, will always remember that man. It's like um, Terry Lamb, unreal player, but he took a two point field. Uh, sorry, he took a, a field goal when they were down by two points. <laughs> what, People did, will remember who, that. Who else did that? That was something. Greg Inglis did as well. <laughs> Greg Inglis. <laughs> Look, he was just ahead of his time because where he kicked it from, it would have been a two point field goal. Yeah. He missed anyway, but. Uh, anyway, we're getting off topic point. here. Anyway, long story short, I don't, we got into Paddy Herbert, but long story short, Aaron Clark. Uh, yes to Modi All-Stars, potentially, and uh, maybe not to some of, but potentially for sure. Uh, and then New Zealand yeah. is a no. Alrighty, let's breeze through the last of these fours. We've got Isaac Lear, who's eligible for New Zealand and Samoa. Love Isaac, love what he's brought to our club in terms of the experience. I think it's invaluable for a young roster. But at this stage of his career, I'm saying no to both. Both, na- both nations, rather, just have younger options coming through that I think they'll prefer on the rep stage. Your thoughts? Yeah, Isaiah Liu, his his, uh, time is coming to an end. With that being said, I do still believe he he could be the 13 for our team this year. Um, Even though people don't really want that, I believe that that is going to be the case. So um, I don't believe that he plays in New Zealand, and I don't believe that he plays in Samoa. I think Samoa has shown in the last uh, Pacific Nations Cup that they're willing to to try out the youngsters. We saw how young their players were in that tournament. That's why they got flogged both times. Um, so they're willing to go young, and Isaac Lee was not young. So the answer is no and no, but he's invaluable to the Titans right now, and it probably will be our third Nailed it. Next up is Isaac for Asumala Awi, who, just like his brother, is eligible for Australia, Queensland, and Samoa. Where do you see his rep future? Um, Isaac is still very, very young. We've only seen him in a couple of games, obviously, last year and whatnot. Uh, if he can be anywhere like his brother Tino, and I hate to say that because I don't want him to feel like, oh, 
you know, it's just Tino, Tino, Tino. Uh, but with that being said, like, there's a reason why his name is up there. Uh, Isaac would need to really drastically c come on as a player this year if he wants to to be anywhere close to it in the next couple of years. I think that there is a shout for Samoa, for sure. I, I think Samoa is definitely a good opportunity. Uh, Queensland is... Based off of, I guess, the previous chat we had in regards to Dave Fafida and, and Billy Firmer and, and Gilbert and Nanai and all that type of stuff, Fasa Malawi is probably a little bit away from that. Um, so I'd probably say l less than 50% chance there, but still a good, still there. Um, and then with Australia is very tough. But I think Samoa is definitely the one that he should aim for. Yeah, I agree with Samoa. It'd be cool to see him and his brother represent... Um, I think it's their father or maybe it's their mother, whatever side of the family it is. It'd be cool to see them represent that together. I think that's a possibility. Queensland and Australia, I've got to be honest and say no, just based on the absolute logjam of experience ahead of him there. Jimmy Joliffe, one of our favourites here on the Big podcast, Jimmy. eligible for Australia, New South Wales and... Ireland. Yes. Do you see him... Well, I didn't know I if you were really waiting know. for me to say something there, or you were just like building. It was up like it was like a, a ad hoc trivia. Um, <laughs> yeah, played for Ireland at the World Cup was awesome for him. I don't see him losing that jersey if I'm honest, but I don't see him getting to the New South Wales side. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm just going to quickly have a look here and see uh, Big Jimmy's age here, Jamin. Jolly. I'm going to guess 25 or 27. Well, you, you got on the second go. It's 27. Um, so he's yep. kind of coming into his prime now. Uh, this is when we're really going to start to see it. And he's such an integral part for our team. Mm -hmm. Ireland, absolutely yes. Um, he'll play for them when the next World Cup is on. And I think that's in New Zealand or Australia. Uh, so yes to Ireland, New South Wales. Unfortunately not in Australia, no. But Ireland, absolutely. Joe Stimson, Australia and the Blues, I've got to be no. honest and say no. They're, they're tough sides to break into. I don't think Joe's quite at that level yet, and I don't think many people would disagree, yourself included. Yeah, I love Stimo as a bloke, uh, but he's also not young anymore. He's 28 years old, right? Uh, so I think his time has kind of come and gone to have that to have that next step in him. So no, I, I, I don't believe so, but uh, hopefully he can turn on this year off the bench because there is a shout that he could be that bench rotation forward, front rower, that we've been wanting for so long. Remember how we were talking about this? And, and Joe Stimson is a good rotation uh, front rower off the bench. We saw that in the preseason. I believe that that, uh, that Desi might give him the opportunity and that he may be on our bench this year, even though people will complain. I don't care because Desi knows best and I think Joey will be the guy on the bench. And you look at the teams Des Hazel won the premiership with, they weren't superstars coming off the bench. They were guys Des Hazel could trust to come on and work hard. Mm -hmm. And Joe Stimson, for his faults and, and some of the criticism he has copped in his game at back row, he tries hard. His work ethic but is it's because he's Yeah, absolutely. But it's because he starts. And he shouldn't be starting. He should be off the bench. Would be, I, we've been saying this all season long in 2023, yeah, is that he is a rotation front rower. And if he does that, he is actually a really quality rotation front rower. He just doesn't have the... He will throw everything he can at the line and will be very, very um, you know, passionate in, in doing his best. However, he does have a smaller motor than you'd probably like for a starting back rower. Um, and yeah, I think that as a substitute off the bench, I think that's his perfect position. So um, no, I don't think he'll ever play for New South Wales or Australia, um, but would love to see me proven wrong. I just don't think so. Yep, well said there. Josiah Pahulu. Now, I don't know much about this fella other than he was the Ipswich High School uh, school captain and he had success there at high school level. I believe he did preseason with us last year and this year. Mm. From what I can see, he's eligible for Australia and Queensland. I'm not going to give an answer here. I'm just going to say I don't know. I don't know enough. Um, do you know enough to make comment? 
Uh, I don't know enough to make comment. I, I do. I've, I've seen Josiah around and whatnot. I have seen him around. Um, you know, someone's having a big sneezing battle in your house, right? Uh, you know, Mrs. Dad. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but no, Josiah Mahulu is a guy that, look, I don't, I don't know enough about him from watching him. Um, there are definitely raps around him and there are some big things coming. Uh, but he is also still extremely young man. So um, he, yeah, there's a long way before we kind of see what he can produce. Keenan Palacia, Australia, Queensland and Samoa. No question he keeps that Samoan jersey in my opinion. I'm going to say a smoky for Queensland. Um, there's a lot of middle forwards there. Gilbert, Carrigan. Smoky for Queensland. Uh, Clarky, you're losing our entire forward pack, Clark. We've got no Bo, we've got no Tino, Bo, Dave, Keenan. Oh, my God. Just off the top there, I've named five forwards that realistically are ahead of him now, but it really depends on, does he build on what he was able to show at the Broncos? At the Broncos during that final series, consistently brought great energy from the bench, up over 100-plus metres, and if we do know something about origin, it's that bench players, bench specialists are viewed favourably. Look at Spencer Lanou. Every single Blues fan wanted him to debut last year because he comes off the bench and brings that energy. If Canyon can do that for us... I'm going to throw him forward as a smoky. I know, I know it's bold, a bold smoky pick, but I'm, I'm going to throw him forward. Um, what are you going to say for Big Keenan? I just want to ask you: Do you want to win any games in Origin, Mister Clark? It's going to be a tough period for us, man. There's no kidding it. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Have you have you had a look at our draw and seen who, who we verse in those games around? Then I hope it's lower teams. I can do it now. I'm pretty certain the Rabbitohs are there, like last year. Um, so mm. round. So what is it? Usually it's the first week of June, right? Or is it late May? I think it's like the 20... Oh, I'm going to quickly go have a look. I'm going to quickly go have a look when Origin is, right? So you go into... Airport State of Origin. Oh, my God. The ad comes up and you click on it. Uh, yeah, so the 5th, 5th of June. 5th of June. So that means that we play the Rabbitohs. We got the buy the week before, and then we play the Rabbitohs. So the Rabbitohs will maybe have Trell, maybe not. I don't know. They've got a couple of players out themselves, but still, our entire four-pack... Then the Tigers, and then the next origin is the 26th of June. So that'll be, we play the Warriors at Seabus the weekend beforehand. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, that's that's a painful one because the Warriors don't have any red players. They're all by exactly. half, they're all like Kiwis. Right, they got Adam Ford But we do playing. get the buy the next week, which helps on a, yeah, on a positive but note. The players can't play in that Warriors game. If we have the buy the weekend after Origin, they are allowed to play. It's just down to the choice of the club and the player. But the mm. the weekend before Origin is the one that you can't play. So that game against the Warriors is going to be that's going to hurt at Seabus. We that's want revenge there too for what happened last time. We We're not going to have a forward pack to revenge him, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to game three, yeah. which is the 17th of July, and uh, that's in between. So it's against the Eels at Seabus the week before, so we won't have our four-pack during that. And then we play Manly at Brookvale the weekend after. So there's not we don't have a buy on either side of it. Man, we've actually got a brutal origin stretch. That's a really brutal origin mm, stretch. I hope we're fresh for that Manly game, man. I want to smash them for Dez. <laughs> I, I want to smash them. Um, I would have loved to have the mail again at Seabus. I would have loved that. But uh, long story short there, um, like that's a that's a really brutal stretch in origin. And I don't think people are recognising that aspect with all our forwards out. Um, I'll, I'll say that he's a smoky for Queensland. I think there's a definite chance that Samoa 
Um, but also Queensland, love you, Kane. But uh, do not. I hope Billy does not select you because we need you. <laughs> We're gonna mm. need you in that Origin period, man. So please, just play well. But also said Billy, eh, maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. Yeah, sorry, Bill. I'm not gonna live out my childhood dream because the Gold Coast Titans Frontline Podcast mm. said I'm needed here. So yeah, you're right. sorry, mate. Thanks for your call. Cleese Haas is next. Now, he's uh, eligible for Australia, New South Wales, Samoa, and the Philippines. He's already, I think it's Philippines. Am I, am I right in that? Yeah, I believe so. I think he played for Philippines yeah. actually last year. Yeah, exactly. And he's still, um, he helps train like the Philippines junior teams and stuff like that. So he's always gracious with his time for his heritage, which is awesome. I'm going to say yes to Philippines, obviously. Samoa, I'm saying question mark. New South Wales, I'm throwing a question mark. But Payne Haas did say today that he thinks Cleese will. Um, he believes Cleese will play Origin for uh, for the Blues. He basically said, I watch everyone at Cleese. I'm always so nervous. And he said um, that he believes he has the potential to get to the Blues. So, Payne Haas, I mean, maybe a little bit, you could say. I, w- I will say, like, I love Cleese. Cleese a good friend of mine. I'm one of, he's one of the closest guys I'm in with the team. That's also his brother saying this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's close now, but I think he could be in the future. So, I'll never say never. Um, because he has shown extreme potential, like with his try against Penrith. Uh, we know that's... Penrith are a really hard team to score against. He made it look easy. Mm. So I'm yeah. saying maybe for Blues down the line, not yet. And some are in Philippines. I'm saying, yes, they are possibilities. Well, Philippines is definite. Um, yeah, that's know. a lot. Yeah, like I Philippines is definite. Samoa is, a, I'd say, a good enough shout. I'd say a solid enough shout. Does yeah. need to, to do some more work, though. New South Wales, I'm not going to put it out of the equation, but he's still got a lot more work to do. Australia... Um, I don't know if he'll be able to get to Australia, but if he can get to New South Wales, if he can play for New South Wales, then definitely can play for Australia. So I guess there's a question mark on both of those, but there is that long gap in between now and then, uh, in my personal opinion. He's still very, very young man, but unfortunately he's a Detroit Pistons fan, so um, it's, it's very tough for him. You know, it's very, very tough for him as a as a guy. So, uh, you know, best of luck to the big fella. 28 games uh, lost, lost in a row. I think it was something insane <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I think I, I, think is... I messaged him after every single game too. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm sure he, he loves you. He's yeah. going to be thrilled to see you next year or this year. <laughs> I just think uh, as well, one thing I want to point out is our side's so young. So a lot of our players where we have said maybe, it's like, it's not, it's just, we just don't know yet, man. They're so young, right? Where like, yes, yeah. you can debut for the Blues in your 20s, super young, but it, it's it, it's an exception. It's not the rule. So that's just something I want to point out before we move on to Moeki Fotoweka, who is one of those guys that's super young and has played for Tonga and Queensland, also eligible for Australia. And I'm saying, yes, Mo will debut for Australia before he retires. Are you going to agree with that? Absolutely. Yes to Queensland, yes for Australia, and yes to Tonga. Ryan Foran. Don't know anything about him, if I'm absolutely honest. He is on a development contract with us at the moment, eligible for Australian Queensland, but I'll just be completely honest with Titans fans, I don't know enough about him. So I, I can't make comment there. Do you know much about Ryan or have you seen him around the club? Uh, like I've seen him around, yeah, for sure. I've seen him around at trainings and whatnot and uh, I don't know enough about him really uh, to, to, to make a, a judgment either. I think he's in the two young brigades. So I'll put a question mark on both. Um, yeah, I'd put a question mark on both and that's based off of not really knowing much at all. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that you've got huge raps on. Sam Verrills, so going down eligible for Australia and New South Wales. I think I heard rumours he was eligible for Ireland at the World Cup, but a lot of players came out and said that article was false. He was on at Carrigan. There was a, a bunch of players. Um, some ended up being true. Luke to be fair, and Carrigan Dorr. does sound like an Irish last name. <laughs> Car- yeah. Carrigan does sound a little bit. Verrills, uh, 
yeah, you know, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I reckon someone should put an article together of last names that sound kind of Irish. Uh, and yeah, that's man, if I said something out of the pub, let's have a Carrigan. Like, it sounds like an Irish beer, doesn't it? Something about Carrigan. Something about yeah. You know, you can kind of put it, this is going off topic, man, but. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you go yeah, with he, what you're saying. You keep goes full Conor McGregor. The Premiership winning hooker does what the F he wants. <laughs> um, no, Sammy Barrels. <laughs> You say you say you've got him as one of your most underrated. Let's look at Blues yes. hookers. Really, he's in that young category with Reese Robson, who has already debuted. Could you see him overtaking Robson five, six years down the track for a Blues jersey? Uh, I think Sam Verrills is better than Reese Robson, but the only issue with Sam Verrills is that his injuries are unfortunately very, very consistent and are very, very. Uh, disastrous for his career. Uh, you know, he came in last year as a signing for us that was meant to be the big signing that really turned us around. And unfortunately, he played like five, six games. You know what I'm saying? I could be wrong, could be 10 games, but the fact of the matter is he didn't play enough games. So uh, it's really frustrating. You know, I do the hooker's tier rankings and I, we've still got him in quality because he is a quality hooker, but he just needs to have a consistent stretch on the park to really prove himself because he's a tackling machine. Um, he He's so underrated when it comes to a tackle as well. He's just a really balanced hooker and I believe that when he's fully hit, fit and fully healthy, I've watched enough of him to say that I believe he's a top five hooker and I believe that he's above Robson. I do think that Harry Grant and uh, Damien, not Harry Grant and Damien Cook, Harry Grant and Abyssal Conorisau are on a massive level of their own, completely separate. Uh, but I would not put it, and I, I think Damien Cook has dropped down a little bit based off the last couple of years and then you go down to the next core and I do think that Sam is probably towards the upper end of that next core, but just needs to have that consistent stretch in the field. I agree. I, I can't I can't say yes for Sam Verrells, and I can't say no. Mm-hmm. I think yes, if he does remain healthy, but I can't say that because he hasn't played a full NRL season, unfortunately, due to the injuries. I just don't think that he's an origin player. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that he is a quality player, but would you say... like? And this, I hate to say this because I don't want it, him to feel insulted or anything like that, but I just feel like... You know, Api Sakurusao, there's just that electric talent there. He's so smart. He's so intelligent. Harry Grant, you know, we all know what Harry Grant can produce. Damien Cook, so pacey. You know, if I have to hear that he's a beach sprinter again, I'm going to cry. No. Um, you know, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that those are kind of... Ben Hunt, all these guys, They there's just something there. Sam Verrills, we haven't seen enough because of the injuries. And Roosters fans complain about, complain about the injuries as well. They complain for a very long time, so... Um, it might just be an unfortunate thing with Sammy Verrill's career. Um, I think that it will be tough on him this year. If, if he has another injury-riddled year, you know, what's Desi going to do? Because I think that Desi can make a real good play out of Sam. But what's Desi going to do if he goes to another injury-riddled year? I don't know. Much love to Sam. I hope he does well. Um, and I believe in him massively. I think he's a top five walker when he's fit and healthy. Just need to be fit and healthy. Do you have any wood objects within your vicinity that you can touch? Table? Alrighty, I'm touching the wood too. Sam Farrells is going to be fit for the whole 2024 season. He is going to absolutely excel around the rock and play fantastic off the momentum our powerful forward pack presents him. And Roosters fans are going to finish the year saying, damn, why did we sign Brandon Smith for more money than this guy? Sam Barrels is awesome. I'll be honest with you. They they already say this. They they actually actually said at the time, not now because of the injury, but at the time that it happened, they actually weren't happy with it. And most of the Roosters fans wanted to keep Barrels, but it was Mm. the injuries. Again, it was the injuries. So I just hope that it's not something that is just going to be consistent throughout his career. We got one player left. Now, there's a lot of question marks about this guy, man. I don't know if, if he's got much about him. 
I think it's a no, to be honest with you. Yeah, Tino Fa'asuamala Aoi. I mean, do you think he's good enough to play for Australia and Queensland? I don't know. know. He's also eligible for Samoa as well. I think Um, it's a Of course, our captain is absolutely the starter for whatever rep team he wants. An absolute animal. Um, Do you think whoever will see Tino represent Samoa? Do you think they'll undergo like that? Um, that period where, like, Fafita and Tamalolo both ditched Australia and New Zealand to kind of really bring up their nation with them? Or do you think that's kind of come and gone for the Pacific nations? Uh, no, I think that, well, Samoa got to the World Cup final. Uh, they did obviously get trounced in the World Cup final. But with that being said, like, I do think that the island nations are incoming. But with that being said, Tino isn't really, with all due respect to Tino, because he's an incredible player, but he's not the guy that's going to win them the World Cup. What's going to win, yeah. like, Samoa and Tonga and whatnot, the World Cup is halves. The, the halves are always the issue with the islands, whether it be Samoa, Tonga, Papua New Guinea, uh, Fiji. Fiji. Uh, Fiji. <laughs> Fiji. That's what Apisakorui Sao into the halfback. Mm. Uh, and I don't like Apisakorui Sao in the halfback, and I thought that was a big reason. But again, they still nearly beat New Zealand and actually got robbed, in my personal opinion, just from the throws out there, against New Zealand in that, uh, in that World Cup. Um, and they only lost by like two points. But the point of the matter is, is that, yeah, Tina can play for, for literally anyone. I do think that, yes, he will go to Samoa at some point. Uh, once he's done what he does for Australia, he just goes to Samoa just to live it up, um, you know, and get around it. I don't know. But, yes, I think that that's definitely a potential. And uh, I think that him and Payne Haas could do the same thing. You know, him and Payne could be like, you know yeah. what? We're going Samoa. Welcome aboard. But then I think that the Kamagatsa will be where they have no halves. Yep, I mean, the, the 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 powerful forward pack they could build, man. Haas, Tino, Nelson, Asafa, Solomona. Like, the Samoan forward pack will never be the issue, and that's why I agree with you. Tino is not the player to take them over that hump. Um, it, it needs to be a, a genuine halfback alongside Jerome Luai, but absolutely our captain is good enough to do whatever he wants. Um, he is the man with a plan, and uh, we're, just, we're just fans. He's the man that's my with a plan. But that's there you Listen, go. Stick yeah. to being podcast and not to being a poet, mate, because that was that was not great. But you listen, at least you tried. That's the main thing. Um, I'm happy to retire there, um, <laughs> as well as retire the, this episode of this podcast right here, guys. We want to say thank you very much to everyone who's tuned in throughout. If you agree or disagree strongly with any of our rep breakdown, please let us know in the comments on YouTube. Please press that like button and subscribe on YouTube. It really helps us grow the podcast. And in turn, we can bring more Titans fans together each week and collectively, all of us together, uplift our club to the premiership success we all want. If you're on Apple or Spotify, the same goes. Please like the podcast there and also rate it five stars. It helps show us to more people. We'd be really, really appreciative if you could. But from me, thank you so much. We will see you next week with Titans Trivia. We are going to do a trivia. We're going to have 10 questions each, three hard, three medium, three impossible, and one, you'll never guess it. And that's what we're going to do next week. So we're looking forward to seeing you for that. I've just called that then. We actually haven't even planned that. But uh, that's what what we're going to do next week. Thank you. So wait, I just want to clarify. So wait, we're doing the most obscure and possible question ever. Like, uh, who wears boots of this color on this day? Yeah, like it just it cannot if, if you if one of us gets it we immediately win. It's like the golden snitch from Harry Potter. <laughs> like it has to have something in it where like you could potentially mm. in another universe guess it. Like I can't say like how many centimeters was Comrade Harrell's sock up his left leg in round four at the forty second. It can't be something that impossible, but.
I don't know, man. It, it, I don't want to give away too many spoilers from the Chamber of Secrets with my uh, golden snitch, but uh, <laughs> I've got something. I've got something up my sleeve that I'm not wearing right now. But no, in all seriousness, guys, thank you very much, and over to you, Blaze, to say farewell to the pod. Slap it up. We're done. Like, subscribe. Bing, bang, boom. Titans win the Comp 2024. Thanks for coming. See you next week. Bye.